0: Igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within.
1: Life is too precious to kind of let it just go with the flow without any direction or without any purpose that you particularly want. And I found early on in my own life how I felt I was spinning my wheels and I kind of took what business did and I uh, tweaked it. To a more personal note, and I found it to be extremely successful, and I, I'm a big believer of not reinventing the wheel. And if we're looking to move forward to passion and purpose, I think we have to stop judging ourselves so much and be loving and forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I, 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 I'm putting undue pressure on you, uh, Adriana. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you got it.
1: <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> me, me, me the too. older I get,
0: the more uh, the more I stop doing
1: those things. <laughs> yes,
0: the longer it was since I last skied.
1: Getting myself reintroduced to music and then realizing uh how much it feeds my soul. It is so important to me and I absolutely love it. Really, you know, I'm just a grain um, of sand in this large sandbox. The lessons that I have learned over my life are the ones that I now share. If you ask someone truly, you know, how are you doing? And they were to be open and honest, they'd probably say, well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing or what exactly it is that I want. Every single one of us is put on this earth to live our purpose and our passion and the big thing with that is you have to do the work behind it to get there. And uh, it's not superficial or surface level stuff.
0: You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration Podcast with Fox Byer. On this episode of the What's Your Inspiration Podcast, we have brothers, world-class life coaches, passionate entrepreneurs, and motivational speakers, Elon and Guy Ferdman. This will be fun. Here we Go. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, two very special guests, brothers, world-class life coaches, passionate entrepreneurs, and motivational speakers, Elon and Guy Ferdman. Elon, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? If I were any better, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Guy, how are you? I'm great, brother. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it's it's great to have you all on. Anybody who's listening, you're going to love this. Uh, these two uh, men will have you performing optimally after this conversation, and I think you'll be better for it. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's jump right right into it, and I'll let either either one of you answer this question. Um, it's a hypothetical situation. Uh, one of your favorite quotes that I read in our previous uh, uh, contact was, your greatest life is on the other side of your greatest fear. So here's the hypothetical. I'm on the edge. You are behind me. What do you pledge to do to me and give me? Ha!
2: <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, well, I pledge to give you nothing. <laughs> well, thank you, Neil. I appreciate that because the less I own, the more worry-free I am. That's it. Um, well, nothing—nothing nothing is an interesting concept. So, right, like, if you think as human beings, we go through life acquiring negative experiences. So, let let me explain that. Like, the things that we store in our system generally aren't incredible things. We have incredible memories. Of things that we experience but the things we hold on to and store are negative experiences so an analogy i just heard which is so cool it's like imagine every time you smelled a bad odor you took a little vial of it and you kept it and you brought it back home and the idea was like i'm going to save this so i never have to smell this again (laughs) and then your entire house is just filled with these. Horrible smells That's what we do with experiences and then we structure our entire life To prevent us from experiencing that thing again Whether it's a trauma in a relationship whether it's a failed business Whether it's uh, a scare around health, whatever it might be so when we talk about Your greatest life is on the other side of your greatest fear is because look for you to release that stuff. What if you were able to clear all of that stuff out of your house? What would your life experience be like if you were no longer living from a place of, oh, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that because it's going to be this way or it's going to smell like that or whatever it is, right? So when I say give you nothing, I mean like empty. All of that blocked energy and blocked trauma and emotional trauma that you store in your physical body and your emotional body and your thought, all of it, right? So that's what I mean by nothing. And how do we do that? Have you ever noticed that every time you try to take some sort of step into that great unknown where all of life's magic is, what hits you? One of those fears, one of those things that you're like, no, 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 don't go there. Because if we go there, there's a possibility and your brain does this because it's a predicting machine. There's a possibility that you're going to do this again. And we don't want to do that. Right. And so fear, if think of anything that you've overcome recently, right? Like any fear you've overcome. So skydiving, I think is just an awesome example because it doesn't matter how brave you think you are. They open that door. You're shitting a brick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna convince me to go skydiving. But but go ahead. (laughs) Disclaimer: Do not skydive. (laughs) I've been skydiving five times. I absolutely love it. When they open the door, it doesn't make it any easier. Like every time, I know exactly what's happening. My brain knows exactly what's happening. We know we survived it. We know we had a great time. And you're still like, oh, no, no, no. Right. So. Every time you overcome something, like when I first went skydiving, when I landed, actually it happens within like the first three seconds because you realize like this is the greatest thing ever. You're like, oh, is so awesome. And you feel limitless because you've just gone and done something that a second before you were like, I'm, I'm not this person. I, I can't do this. So every time we overcome a fear, we feel amazing. We feel limitless. And so when we ask people like, okay, why do you want to work with us? Well, I want to feel more passion. I want to feel more love. I want to feel more alive. Right? Great. When was the last time you overcome your fear? Tell me. And they tell you, like, how did you feel? I felt alive. I felt inspired. I felt. So why wouldn't I you want to do it again? Kind of already answered your own question, right? Like that's access to that kind of life, and in the process, you're removing all of this emotional baggage that you just carry with you wherever you go. And once you do that, you get to be you a whole new you that you don't even know is there because from the day you were any had any recognition two three years old you've just been piling up like this is how the world is this is how the world is this is how I want my world to be etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what I mean like I would give you nothing thank you and I would send you on your way I would say thank you in retrospect well <laughs> uh, uh,
0: I mean um, what was I gonna say I'll I, I tell you what, I, I, I'm not going to go skydiving after that, but I will, I will try to now ride a bike without training wheels because I, 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 I can't at this <laughs> point in my life. So I'm going to go out, Elon, and I'm going to give it a shot because of what you just said to me. So thank you. we are welcome. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going I'm to bounce to Guy now here with, with, with this question. And uh, to go back, Elon, I don't know how um, you must have had that answer scripted because you didn't mess up one single word. it's in there it's in there it's all it's all in there so so to guy question for you what do you see as the biggest obstacle that prevents people from having the life and success that they want
3: one thing uh it's a cascade of things and if i had to pinpoint one thing uh and i'll gear this more towards western-minded people because i imagine more of those will be listening to this anyway um it is, a, is the current relationship to responsibility. So I want to kind of like define this whole world for everybody. Um, if you look at us as beings, right, we're relational beings. Everything everything in your life is a relationship to something. You have a relationship to money, you have a relationship to God, you have a relationship to yourself, you have a relationship to the greater society. It's it's all based in relationships. You want to learn a lot about human beings, learn about relationships. Um, this is why it's you become very transparent in like a intimate relationship, right? Cause all your stuff comes out and that's really what's coming out in all your relationships to all things. So if it's like, you're, if you, I don't, I don't like using this word, but I'll use it now though. Uh, if you're deficient in some area or you feel deficient more accurately, or you are noticing deficiency in some area of life? Sorry, truck's driving by uh, deficient in some area of life. Then you're going to make all sorts of assessments about yourself and you're going to start doing what most people do which is they think they're taking responsibility for something. Now, if you look at uh, our relationship to responsibility in society, you're going to find that there is uh, some kind of collapse. So like Elon and I are, are really good at, uh, we've done linguistics for like 15 years and neuroscience. So some of the things we look at is what are the things that we use in language that create a certain experience in reality that collapses two things on each other. And because you can't separate them out, you're, 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 you're of like dealing with this thing that's not really real so responsibility is one of these things that we collapse with shaming blaming guilting and if you kind of look out in society you look out in politics that's like kind of a macro version of this we see it every freaking day in the news today it seems like who's to blame for this we point the finger we find somebody and then have you guys noticed that when we point the finger and find somebody to blame that nothing in society ever changes right so so if you kind of work that into yourself and you notice that when you look to blame yourself for something and you're blaming yourself and you're shaming yourself and guilting yourself, yourself have you ever noticed that nothing ever changes, <laughs> right. Right? right? So we could, we could say that there's a broken model there and, and how people's relationship is to responsibility. So one of the things Elon and I work on is creating a distinction between fault, blame, and shame and responsibility. So if responsibility stops becoming a moral issue, because integrity and responsibility to most people is a moral issue and they become very righteous about this stuff. And if you're doing it to others, it means you're doing it to yourself, right? You hold yourself to to usually a worse regard than you do other people and the things that you don't want to deal with internally, you tend to externalize on other people and then shame them for the same things you don't want to deal with within yourself. So if our, our definition of responsibility is the willingness to be at source. Now notice I didn't say you are at source, You have to be at source or anything like that, willingness, like your desire to say that whatever experience I'm having in my life, even if I can't see right now, somehow I source this experience, okay? Mm -hmm. So what I want to point to is, again, going back to relationships, is that the way we relate to objects, to people, to everything in life is 50-50. I do my part, you do yours. Then what happens, though, when there's some kind of upset, your wife upsets you, your husband upsets you, Right now, what are you waiting for? When they apologize, I'll apologize. Right yeah. when they do their part, I'll do my part. But and that relationship creates a stalemate. So, if you're wanting movement forward, but you're waiting for somebody else to take action so that you can get complete, what do you think they're waiting for? For you to take action so that they can get complete. Right and stalemate. Now, you can't get to resolution, you can't get to completion, you can't get to creation, you can't get to any of those things that matter. So, again, if your relationship to money, business, yourself is 50 50 it's like me saying hey get in this car and have that relationship to this car you know what you do the gas pedal on the brake but you don't have to touch a steering wheel i'll do the steering wheel The cars <laughs> gonna crash right yes my only way to direct the vehicle where i want it to go is take 100 percent responsibility and be the willingness to be at source of where this vehicle goes your life is just the same and and, and this 50 50 model that most people are operating in is why they they generally can't get to the point where they see the actions that they can't ta- that they can take that's consistent with really where they want to go.
0: Very eloquently put. Uh, two two things come to to mind when you talk about that. Um, I hear uh, that from you. Like stop complaining. To me, like complaining is is like sitting in a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you've got to in life, as, as men as we all are, um, put the onus on your shoulders. We're being at a wedding recently. If you want all the love that's in this cup, when you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. <laughs> that's uh, to be poetic about it. But that's sure, sure. that's what I hear um, a lot from you both. Um, just, you're both like scientists. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I've like, been a, very I'm, a I'm, for I'm a long too. time. Not in a typical sense, but uh, but um, but amazing. Let's do. Let's sure. Let's do a fill in. And I, and I love this line. It was from Have It All live in 2016. It, it goes. Um, let's see. It goes like this. Action is the blank. <laughs> Go
3: for you it. Put on this bro? Nope. It's orgasm. No. Orgasm no, no. Of was no, no. That
2: breakthroughs. Uh oh. Breakthroughs. Is. Um, action is, I'm trying to think what we would have said back then.
3: Well, just, just come up with it now. Um, we'll, sorry, we'll make if it, it sound it, like that's what happened back then. If,
2: if, <laughs> if you ask me today, action is the only way to create something.
3: It, well, heard, in, in, I, without getting really, really philosophical and paradoxical in, in the physical reality sense, the third dimensional sense of the word action is, action is what puts things into reality. Uh, in the greater philosophical sense, there's very little you need to do to actually pull things out of, like, alternate densities, meaning, like, the timeless densities, the fourth and fifth dimensions, which actually have nothing to do with you doing anything at all, and actually creating uh, manifestation through the vibrational frequency of the body.
0: Wow, well, that's completely over my head, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> like I said, we could, we could get real philosophical here. That's true, I had it as what you said before, uh, Guy, action is the orgasm of imagination. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you had had it, but um, for for us, uh, for the more intellectual listener, um,
2: uh, that, was, that is a great line. I
0: mean, it, it is, that's why I put it in here, I said, I better work with this kid somehow, and uh, so, 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 so there we go. Um, we'll get into books a little bit here for a minute. You all wrote to me that you can draw so much wisdom and perspectives from books, you can learn something instantly from a book that you can implement into your life. So here's the question What was the last book that you all, you all read? And was there something in that book that you have put into your life immediately?
2: Yes. <laughs> okay, this guy's gonna be so sick of this because I've been ranting about this book. Yeah, no, go for it, man. Rant. Nonstop. Um, so there's an author by the name of Michael Singer. Um, I'm going to name his other two books, and I'm going to talk about the one that he just released, which is kind. Of, it's more of like an audio course, but it's a book. Um, so the first two books are one's called Untethered Soul, and I recommend reading them in this order: Untethered Soul. Then he wrote Surrender Experiment, and now he launched kind of. It's like an audio course, but it really is just like a glorified audiobook, um, and it's called Living from Surrender. So surrender experiment. So untethered soul is basically how you get to like Buddha consciousness in, in physical plane. It really just goes from like, I don't know anything to this is what I get to do in order to do that. Surrender experiment was more Michael Singer's journey in how he came up with all of these tools. And then now living from surrender is more of the how to live from surrender. And there's a concept in there that I just it's it's like So mind expansive, so i'll I'll try to do it in like three minutes and i'll try to do it justice. So He walks through the whole process of what happened at the big bang theory. So 13.8 billion years ago There was an explosion If i'm remembering right it took 500 or 600 million years for light to be present so like you know, like, think about how much time, just for light to be there. Now, the whole periodic t- periodic table, the thing that we all learned in chemistry back in school, and no one knew anything on there, right? Including me. Yeah. <laughs> so, the first 27 things on that were created, basically, from the uh, Big Bang. Then, with pressure, and all this stuff had to happen, and that's where all the other ones got created. Now, the Earth is basically like a conglomeration. Every star is just a conglomeration of all of these... Minerals, like every star in the galaxies and universes, is made out of these things. So, like, if you just stop and think for a second, like we're on this perfectly blue orb, flying in space, that was manufactured by all these fucking particles, just right, like in magnetism and blah blah blah, and animals get created and dinosaurs and all this stuff, right? like just think even in our galaxy with all the technology we have we're like constantly searching for one other planet that has water it's like one in the billions that are out we haven't found one right now people are like well we can live on mars do you know what mars is like like watch a drone roam around mars online you'll be like ah i'm done like i got it red (laughs) like you know cool and here it's like we have rain that transports water from one place to the other automatically integrated agriculture system, right? Like just the magic that is on this planet is just wondrous, right? So then think about the moment. You have a moment in your life, like this particular moment. If you just stop to think what happened for you to have this particular moment. So now we've spoken about 13.8 billion years of perfection for this moment to happen. Now that might be like a grand idea for some people. They're like, oh, I can't get my head around that. So I'll I'll simplify it for you. Think about your life and what it took you to even listen to this podcast. Like how many things needed to happen for you to be able to listen to this audio right now? Now think all the perfection things that happened. right? Now take that and go, okay, well, let's look at my parents' lives. What it took for your parents to meet each other, have you, have all their experiences for you to be here. Now, their parents, and their parents, and their parents, and their parents. And all of that perfection led you to this exact moment. Now, if one thing was off in that entire thing, you wouldn't be at this moment. You would have another moment. So if your great-great-great-great-grandmother had a foot infection on a particular Tuesday or whatever they called it back then, <laughs> right? You wouldn't be here. So all of this perfection is constantly happening for us to have this next moment and this next moment and this next moment. And yet, how do we approach life? Nah, that's not good, I want that. This should be this way, this shouldn't be that way. Who the fuck are you?
0: Right, right, right. <laughs>
2: Do you understand what it took 13.8 billion years of magic to happen for you to literally be here having this exact moment? You're like, no, no, no. It it should be some other way. You're like Uh, an instinct in this whole thing and just touching (laughs) everything like, no, this person shouldn't be that way. And this person should be like, just to think that this is what we do. It's asinine. So when, you know, I heard that thing and like, I'm always about, you know, every moment is for our, our highest self is for perfect and all good and all that stuff. And when I heard that story, I was like, Holy moly. So now look, your mom calls you and that irritates you. Perfect. You lost your job. Perfect. You got into a car accident. Perfect. You got cancer. Perfect. And I know I'm saying this, like this is people are like, fuck this guy right now. (laughs) And here's the thing. Look at anything that's happened in your life previously. That at the time you were like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me and you know took you out of life for like a week. I guarantee you five, 10 years removed from that moment, you're like, that was the greatest blessing in my life. And so it's all happening like that all the time. It's just, we focus on all this negativity all the time. And we're constantly, it should be that. It should be this. It should be that. If you could just remove the should word from your life, you would be a much happier human being. It's perfect. Always, always perfect. And when you get that, you can respond to things differently because you're not in an argument with, you're like, oh, this is just here for my perfect experience. Thank you moment. And then you move on.
0: Amen to that. I I, I want to just uh, plug myself for a moment. If anybody listened to the to the last podcast, Adriana Gertler, she spoke of the untethered soul. Uh. Thank you, Elon. And I asked her a question about whether she's more prone to say should or ought, and she she said obviously ought. And she had a little tongue in cheek. She said, when "We we say the word should. We should on ourselves. Yeah." Uh, so I promise people, I did not speak to Elon or Guy before this podcast. So what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Guy, your take on that. Uh-huh.
3: All right. So we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave Mr. Michael Singer alone as the savior <laughs> of all uh, spiritual philosophy today. Um, so, you know, for we we just, I want to preface this real quick and why I'm moving in this direction. We we invested about 10 years of, like in linguistics and neuroscience and looking at all that stuff and really understanding, like, psychologically if you if you're not if you're not aware i don't want to say like knowledge but if you're not aware of the phenomenons that your brain is causing for you to experience then you tend to be at the effect of them the more you become aware of them the more you tend to have an effect on them because you kind of again you get in partnership in that relationship versus trying to avoid and overcome do you ever notice how no matter how much you try to overcome and avoid and all that stuff like you're still afraid you're still sad you're still angry these these are built in they're baked in people you st- stop trying to overcome them You're wasting your time, you know, so it's like it's m- more about like building a relationship with so the last five years have been more about like integrating, like in- in- integrating all that work into the body, right? You funny enough mentioned riding a bicycle with training wheels Right now if you think about the phenomenon of acquiring balance as a remembrance or as an understanding Notice that that doesn't happen in the mind in the mind. You can understand balance doesn't give you balance Balance comes in a moment where your body senses something that just a moment before it did not. And for the rest of your life, you now have this knowledge, but that knowledge is like living in the subconscious, which is really your body and the connection to the mind. not as like a frame of reference. I can't tell a child, Oh God, I got this thing called balance. And if you just pedal your feet like this and you hold the handlebar like that, like suddenly you're balanced. You got to get on the freaking bicycle, right? You got to have the experience. So with that said, my work has taken me a lot more into Understanding what happens in the body in the developmental stages and uh, a book that's really like opened my eyes. There's a book called uh, the five personality patterns. Uh, Steven something. I don't remember his last name. I have the book somewhere behind me there. Um, and that t- took me down another pathway of a book called Eastern, Eastern uh, body, Western mind. F- fascinating, fascinating stuff. And, and and what this stuff teaches is really look from, from your earliest event developmental stages. Like I'm talking, being conceived to breastfeeding way precognition way pre-language the body will sense whether it's getting enough nourishment or not okay there's a thing is over nourishment there's a thing that's not enough nourishment and there's things that's just enough if the body senses over nourishment right you're you will become somebody who's now reliant on the outside world to kind of give you nourishment all the time. If you're undernourished at that point in your life, you will become somebody who strives and continues to always try to make shit happen or to create circumstances where you feel nourished. And then there'll be those who are just felt nourished. So that happens for about seven years of your life, up until about seven years old. And there's all these developmental stages. No coincidence that about seven years old, we finish that process, seven chakras in the body system. Just, just pointing to, to some obvious things here, right? So what we could say is that you're really actually moving up the chakras from ground to crown, and you're developing every chakra system. Now, every human on the planet has a rupture at these different systems. some And some of them are really major. Some of them are just really, really minor. And this is the healing work that you've basically been sent here to do on, on this system, right? And, and that's what I've been working on is starting to understand – and again, like not understand, but also just experiencing, experiencing own my, my own system, going back into the ruptures, like emotionally making myself available to like, oh shit. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> and I get to learn how to be with that and not try to overcome it. Just like the anger, the sadness and all the other things we talked about. Those are like gross emotional sensations that your body though is experiencing very, very subtle emotional and uh, not even sensation, like uh, emotions, but sensations that we then call emotions and feelings. And the more you start becoming aware of the sensations at the deeper level, what seems to me that's occurring for me anyway is a deeper release into surrender earlier on in the automated process so that I'm not so at the effect because for most people it's like, I'm fucking angry. It's (laughs) like, okay, a lot of stuff happened before that response occurred. And if you can get aware to where that rupture started you start becoming really aware of, and I don't mean like to stop that process, you can almost like remove yourself from it and watch it more as the observer versus being in it so much. So in language, just to kind of take it to this this place so it's a little bit more logical for people, in language what you find is people saying things like, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm this, I'm that. Now I want you to think about languaging and how it works when you say something like that. If words create your reality, and you're saying, I'm sad. You're saying, I am literally the being of sadness, as if I'm encompassing all that is sad, right? And saying something that way, saying, like, I am shoe. You can no more be shoe than you can be sad. You can notice that you have a shoe, and you can notice that you're currently experiencing sadness. And if you kind of let that play in your mind, you'll notice that those create a bit of a disassociation, like, I'm watching it happen in my system versus I am that which is happening. And, and there's something really healing that happens between that gap because suddenly you let yourself be in the experience without judging it. And, and what these parts of you require, if I may, is like, they're just like you when you were little and you're a little kid, what do you want? Pay attention to me, please. Right now that part of you, by the way, never goes away. That little boy, little girl, it lives inside. In fact, every time you feel stuff, stuff in your stomach, mostly what you're hearing is your little boy, your little girl looking for attention. So. When these parts of you, it's the same thing. They're just looking up going like, hey, can you pay attention to me for a second? Now, if you judge a child, if you beat a child, hit a child, like, is that how you respond to, the, you know, if you saw a four-year-old and they were crying, you're going to be like, hey, you little fucker, like, shut up, you know? <laughs> you're going to be like, oh my God, what's going on? And you're going to have patience and grace and, and notice how you don't have that with yourself. Right, so, yeah, and if you brought that into your system, these young parts of you that have never had time to heal do start healing, and this is where real
0: transformative work can start happening. Gotcha. I mean, uh, again, episode 26 of the what your What's Your Inspiration podcast, we've got Elon and Guy Ferdman here of Satori Prime. Guy, going back to what you said, it's like getting to the root of, of the issue or the problem. I think of the the book, The Last Lecture, uh, Dr. Randall. Gosh, I'm listening to it right now. (laughs) Okay, so I don't wanna, I mean, if you're not all the way through it, um, I don't wanna spill the tea. Fine, I'll go for it. But he uh, writes of an ex girlfriend in in the book who had fallen into debt. Mm. And to deal with the stress caused by the debt, what did she do? She took yoga classes. He said, Time out, time out. Your problem, the root of the problem is you were in debt. Why don't you get a part-time job so you pay off the debt and you won't be stressed? Um, and I, that, that's what I hear uh, from you when, when you just explain that. That's outstanding. Getting to the root of issues, people here on the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love feel, it. Feel it
3: through. Don't think it through.
0: You, yes, that's exactly right. You got you to feel it. You got to. It's like good. It. Good music. You got to feel it and then when we do and we do we're going to wrap up here with a little game i call what which and where so either one of you guy elon can answer uh these these three questions you know just pick who, who wants to answer when there'll be a famous quote um that might be particular to your lives um one that might be big now but i'll read it and you tell me from where it came okay ready The first one goes like this. Strap it on and create your own miracles. Be the best person you ever knew, a story all can aspire to. Where it's from? You could tell where it's from, uh, what literature or or song or person. It sounds
2: wonderful. I have no idea where it's from. I, I agree. It sounds so wonderful. Can I read it again? Yeah, do it. Okay, okay, it goes like this. Strap it on and create your own
0: miracles. Be the best person you ever knew a story all can
2: aspire to. Mm. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that uh, that chick, Brene... Brene Brown. Is that her name? Oh, yeah, okay, uh, you you are unbelievable. You're pulling out an uh, older podcast. Brene uh,
0: Brown was back episode 14 with Lauren Mapp. Wow, nice. I-, I promised that. I did not speak to Elon before <laughs> uh, 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 Guy. Any any other guesses? Uh it sounds a little Dr. Seussy to me, if you ask. So Renee Brown and Dr. Seuss. <laughs> well, it, it results that I am in the middle of Renee Brown and Dr. Seuss. That comes from my book, Letter Kindling, a poem called Beyond the Beyond. Awesome. So uh Thank you, Dr. Seuss, Renee right? Brown. Beyond right. and Beyond sounds a little Dr. Seuss, also. <laughs> it kind of does. It, does. it kind of does. Next, number two: uh, what, which, or where? When you judge another, you do not define them; you define yourself. Yep. Uh,
3: that sounds like Debbie Ford to me. Debbie Ford? Uh, that's my. That that would be my guess, and that, that's very much her. Okay you um, know,
2: Wayne Dyer you are absolutely correct sir <laughs> <ding>, <laughs>
1: nice
0: father of motivation oh, mr okay. Wayne Dyer the best outstanding one for two and and let's uh, redeem yourselves once again with this last one what which or where the things you own end up owning you? Oh, uh, brother, you're speaking my language. That's Tyler Durden, Fight Club. Tyler Durden in Fight Club. So there
2: we go. <laughs> We're both of the bros. They are two out of three in what, which, and where. Congratulations. Wait, what, what was the first one I missed? What was the, who was the first one from?
0: The, the first one? Good oh, book. it's from, from my, my book, Letter Kidling. It's God, oh, that's okay. Book of poetry. So, it's very pretty. Uh, thank you. It's very exciting. Very exciting here on the... On the podcast, I'll, I'll um, end it up with, with, with this uh, quote, I pledge allegiance to the flag of my own badassery. In one of your recent podcasts, not, not so recent, but back, back probably in, in, in June or July, you said that a, a goal out of a conversation should be to make that person, I should say ought to be, uh, to make that person better than they were before the conversation. Here's my question. Did I pass the test? Yes. Yes, you did. That's that's one yes. And Guy?
3: Absolutely. Also, you give us feedback.
0: I mean, uh, oh, do I give you? Of course. I mean, (laughs) I'm going to go ride a bike right now. Um, Without training wheels? Without without training wheels? I'm I'm not going to go skydiving. I've learned just so much about relationships and really how to – deal with my own emotions so that I can be more productive in life and happier. Absolutely. Among thousands of other things. Awesome. Um, I wanted to end this this way. First, plug yourselves, plug your podcast, plug some upcoming events, tell people how they can get in touch with you, and then finally, who would you like to hear and see on an upcoming podcast?
2: Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, the best way to get a hold of us, we actually released a app. So whether you have an iPhone or an Android device, you could just go to your designated store, type in Satori Prime. The app is called Satori Prime Have It All. Um, there you can actually grab a 10 part mini training series. Uh, and by mini, it's not so many. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty all encapsulating. Um, but it's a great way to not only connect with us and see what we're up to. Uh, but more importantly, connect with our community. Um, there's a huge community in there of growth seekers just like you um, who are up to transforming their lives as well as others in their lives. Um, we have coaches in there constantly helping. So that's an awesome way to uh, to get to know us and connect with us. Uh, we have a podcast. It's called the Have It All Podcast, which gets released every Monday and Thursday, uh, which we have tons of conversations just like this. So if this uh, Tickled one of your scratches, then uh, definitely check that out. And then as far as who I think would be awesome for your guests to hear, um, one of my all-time favorite interviews uh, is a gentleman by the name of Steve Sisler. Okay. um, Who's a behavioral analyst. I actually just re-interviewed him um, recently, and he is just phenomenal.
0: Outstanding. I'm, I'm definitely going to jump on that. I mean, if if you're uh, any kind of reflection or anything, uh, he's anything like you, he, he's got to be on. He's awesome. Yeah, guy. Anything to add?
3: Uh, no, I'm good on all the resources, and uh, I know this is a big, big wahoo as far as interviews are concerned. But I'm super lit up on Jim Carrey right now.
0: Jim and Carrey, I, and, I,
3: and I really, really, really want to talk to him. So if you can get him, please send him a hello. <laughs> I
0: absolutely will. I might yeah. be uh, laughing from now until next uh, next year, uh, next December. Um, he is an unbelievable speaker. Oh, I, man. just from uh, watching some clips, I saw him do a uh, commencement speech. Yep. He had uh, some artwork uh, put up there as well. He is just an immensely talented human being. Yes. Uh, uh, I concur. Uh, you, a guy, if I can get him on... No question. No question. Helen Guy says hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Tory Prime need you uh, on, on their podcast as well. I'll you say that. You can jam out for a while. Yes, yes, for sure. Elon, Guy, this has been a blast. Thank you so much. Awesome, brother. Thank Appreciate you, face. You've got you it. Are. You've got it. This will wrap up episode 27, I should say, 26, of the What's Your Inspiration podcast elon guy and i will talk at you all later take good care bye guys you have been listening to the what's your inspiration podcast with fox buyer because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have be on time be polite have a good sense of humor don't get involved or get trapped in rumors Criticize in person, praise in print. Don't beat yourself up because we all sin. Don't be a money lender or a borrower, that's for sure. Instead, want less and give more. Realize that all in doesn't mean all smooth. Understand that winners win because they learn when they lose. Question what is popular and ask why. Every day, laugh, think, and cry. Stay humble, be kind, take care of your body, and feed your mind.